Hello, everyone. Welcome back to What's the Points? Hello, everybody. We are really excited today because this is our very first episode where we are interviewing someone else for our podcast. Normally, it's just me and Yvonne back and forth, but today we actually have our first guest. And if you guys listened to our last episode, hopefully this will be something that we are doing maybe every other episode or something like that. We just want to bring new perspectives and new stories to you guys. I'm sure you love to hear about only me and Yvonne, but there's only so much we can say about ourselves. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's so right. So we are so, so excited to have our first guest, like Darian said. And today we are chatting with Sophie. Tracking is the new black. We're so excited to have Sophie be our first ever guest on our podcast. Um, you know, Darian and I started this podcast in February. And since then, people have kind of reached out and said, you guys are doing great. We love it. But we'd also like to hear from other members of the community and hear different perspectives and hear how different people work the program. So we definitely took y'all's advice and we reached out to Sophie and we were so glad that she said yes. And she is our first guest um, on our podcast today. So if you're not familiar with Sophie, you can find Sophie on Instagram at tracking is the new black. Um, Sophie has been on the W journey. How long have you been on this journey, Sophie? Five years. With five w. years. Okay. So J Sophie has been on this journey for five years. Um, she's a wife. She's a busy mother of two teenage boys. She has the most adorable dog, Coda. She's an <laughs> avid runner. She's super active. Um, did I already say you're a WW coach? Did I say that already? I don't know, but you can say it again. It's okay, okay. Good. So Sophie is a WW coach. And she has lots of virtual workshops throughout the week that everyone can jump on. And she even has one in-person workshop that she does on Sundays. And we'll be happy to add Sophie's um, virtual workshop schedule to the show notes. We can do that because we're fancy now. We have show notes. <laughs> so we're so excited that Sophie said yes and that she joined us. And so we're just going to kick it off by letting Sophie take it away. And Sophie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself how you found WW and, and your journey. So just go for it, girlfriend. <laughs> well, I don't know. How do, we, how do I even follow that up, Yvonne? I don't even know. Um, so how cool is this? Thank you so much for, for asking me to come on. Um, what an honor to be here with you guys and to, to speak with our community. I mean, honestly, I, I have joined. Okay, so I've been in the community for five years, but I feel like I've been on the journey for like a hundred years. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, everybody's got their own history, right? Like pre-WW. It's like a pre-WW and then after WW. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, like I started gaining weight in college. Yeah, those midnight cheese sticks. And, you know, it's like. I started gaining weight in college and um, kind of built on that, so to speak, um, further along um, after I got married and had kids, um, I gained with my first pregnancy and didn't quite lose it before I <laughs> gained again with my second pregnancy. And then when I was done having kids, I was like, right, it's time to really kind of buckle down and get back. And so I jumped on the diet roller coaster. And so that lasted about 10 years of oh, wow. going up and down and kind of making progress, what I thought was progress, but then going right back up because it wasn't sustainable. Um, so, you know, after, after that long and, and ending up at my highest weight that I'd ever seen on the scale, that was that aha moment that just kind of snapped me into action. 
And I was like, look, okay, like this isn't working. I have this really like, <laughs> you know, we talk to ourselves. Oh yeah. <laughs> and like, I was like, okay, this isn't working. Like, and I'd heard about WW. I had seen a couple people have success on it, but I didn't really know anything about it. <laughs> and I was like, you know, thinking, what is there to lose right now? Like right. other than weight, I guess. <laughs> but like they were having a joining special. It was like lose 10 pounds on us. And I was like, oh, maybe I can save some money. Let's just try it out. Um, walked into those doors and, and didn't really know that I would never look back, but I haven't. Um, so, so that was incredible. I remember, do you guys remember when you joined? Like, I remember when I joined vividly, like it was yesterday walking in those doors. Yes. Yes. I remember, I remember thinking, why am I here? Like, what did I, like, how did I let myself get here? You know, like, gosh, I, there could have been so many other ways for me to go, but here I am. In the beginning, I was kind of like embarrassed and shameful about it because I felt at that time, of course, we come a long way, right? But at that time, you start, you think to yourself, I, it's like almost admitting failure in a way. And you're like, I need help. And I went to WW for help. I remember it like it was yesterday too. Do you remember your first day, Darian? Oh, definitely. And I feel like nowadays it's not taboo to talk about weight loss. I feel like when I joined WW and I have, this is like my fourth time joining, but this is the last time, you know, it's been, it's been three years, but, or four years, but I feel like it used to be really taboo. So I was also embarrassed to tell people that I was trying to lose weight, even if it wasn't WW, if it was something else that was popular back then, like Atkins or something. I feel like now people, we embrace like getting healthier, losing weight. If you, you know, you want to lose weight and things like that, but it used to be so taboo. Like you, Yvonne, I just didn't want people to know, but yeah, to Sophie's point, I remember so vividly and I started going in person and I still go to that in-person workshop with my same coach. So that's really nice. That's incredible. Yeah, that's amazing. So Sophie, you said that um, you had tried dieting, but you had realized dieting wasn't sustainable. You know, that kind of dieting mindset. At what point do you remember, like just where in your journey did you decide or where, where did it start feeling like it was a lifestyle and not a diet? Or had it always been that way when you stepped in, the, you know, when you walked in the doors at WW? Oh, it wasn't always that way at all. Like, you know, after you've been like, doing diets and, you know, I read every book and every article that was not every, but you know, like I was reading articles all the time online about weight loss and the like pumped out by the wellness industry. And there is so much misinformation. Um, and I thought I was at the, I was, I thought I was the expert, right? Like I'm the expert at losing weight, you know, like, and so I really had to unlearn and like force myself to just be like, you know, okay, I, you know, like Darian said, like, I was always a workshop member. um, And that was a game changer for me, because I had been trying to do it on my own for years. And I realized, you know, like, I, I just, it's not working, I had to have a heart that hard talk with myself. And, and sometimes, you know, like Yvonne, you were saying, it's like that pride gets in the way, right? Like you're, like you're uh, admitting defeat of some sort. Um, Later, now we know better. And we know that it wasn't defeat. But in the moment, it feels that way, right? I remember crying my eyes out as I was, you know, had the registration. 
um, because it was like that feeling of like, okay, I can't do this on my own. And I had I, a successful, happy life. Like, like I, I had a successful career. I was happy with my husband, my kids, like, you know, and I had my stuff together, but weight loss, I just couldn't grasp. Like it was not working. And so it was like that one piece that I, I actually had to just say, like, I, I need help with this. And I didn't actually know walking in those doors that WW would provide that help. Mm-hmm. I just kind of thought, okay, they're having a joining special. Let's just <laughs> test the waters and dip my foot in the water and see what this is about. Um, but I had to unlearn. And part of that unlearning process was allowing myself to be open to every week, the workshop technique mm-hmm. that's being presented. Um, because it was like, okay, this is my education. I need to relearn and, and kind of like reestablish what I'm going to do because what I've been doing isn't working. So every week I would take notes on the technique. I would really apply what was saying, what was being shared in the group. Like that group share is so, so just so important and because i didn't feel alone anymore it was like before it was like oh um i'm the only one that struggles with my weight why can't i do this everybody else has their stuff together you know i'm the only one going through this but then you realize wow i'm not the only one like i can actually say like oh my gosh i had such a hard time saying no to a cookie and then everybody in the room gets it Yes. Where, that, where else do you find that? Like, I, I mean, my husband looks at me like I'm crazy. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> it, you know? it is, there is something magical about the community. And there is something magical about being around like-minded people who struggle with the same struggles you have and that get it. And you don't have to explain to them like why you struggle with it. Or try, they, there's no words needed. They just get it. And they know. And man, there's a lot to be said about you know, being in a group of people who, who have, you know, similar goals, similar struggles, you know, want the same things out of life as far as, you know, being healthy and being well and losing weight and things like that. It, for me, it really like, it pumped me up to be around people who were struggling with me because it made me feel like, Hey, I can do this too. Cause the people, even the people that had already made lifetime that were still in the group and still coming to workshops and they had hit their goals. (laughs) um hold on you guys I'm so sorry this is real life this is real life she this happens occasionally because she still has a home line so (laughs) our listeners have heard her home line before I thought that sounded like a home line and I'm like wait a minute yes okay so side note everybody listening you guys know that we're always real on this podcast so (laughs) I I have a a landline still because um I work from home and my cell phone coverage sucks in my house. And so, you know, I need a reliable. I, I thought you were going to say one. because I have a fax machine and I'd be like, that's it. <laughs> we tried to tell you. We're I'm done. I'm <laughs> okay. So I digress. Um, sorry for our in- little interruption, but anyway, um, yeah, there's something amazing to being around people, even the people who have already hit goal and made lifetime, like they are still your people. They know the struggle. They've seen it through. And there's just, I don't know. I mean, it's the same thing about the Instagram community too. You know, they're just, it's amazing. Yeah. And it's not just the struggle. Like, I I think that, you know, I've kind of 
removed the word struggle from my vocabulary and just been more about like, okay, this is a challenge for me. Like, how can I like approach this in a more kind of helpful way and thinking about like, okay, if I'm challenged by this, um, (laughs) then, you know, others are too, but seeing that success happen as well, that leads, like, that has led me to be like, oh my gosh, like, she can do it. I can do that too. Or like, isn't that incredible? She tried that. Like, I want to try that. Like, you know, so that inspiration comes kind of back and forth. But I think the turning moment for me was, and I don't, I can't tell you exactly when it happened. I think it just was progressive, was that WW isn't going to do the work for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like sometimes I think that I feel like that was like a huge shift in my mindset to where like years of diets, I kind of try to fit myself into whatever that box was. Um, and it was like, you had a set of rules to follow and that was going to do it for you. And so it was like, bam, 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 you followed the steps, but were you really, you know? And so what I came to terms with is that, you know what? No one's going to do it for me. I've got to do it. Like WW gave me a toolbox, right? And that's how I always look at it. Gave me a toolbox filled with things that I could do, but I had to do it myself and I had to implement it in my own life because what works for me isn't going to necessarily work for you, Yvonne or Darian, you know, like we're all different. And so that was like a huge shift for me where I actually was able to make progress. I feel like that actually happened to me too, because I used to think like, oh, I wish this is such a lazy thought you guys, but I used to think like, oh, I wish there was a machine. Like I could just go to the gym and lay on it and it would work out for me. Like (laughs) that is the laziest thing I've ever thought. But I was like, Darren, you have to do the work. Like there's not going to be something magical that will work out for you. And you just lay there and it moves your limbs or, you know, you're going to gain nothing from that. And the same with WW and eating, like, you know, people have done past pro, not WW programs, diet programs where they send you exactly what to eat. Right. And I'm like, Oh man, I wish that I could just get one of those, but then I didn't have free will to shop. And now I just think about old Darian, like, you have to put in work for results. Like, why would I want something like that? Like, like you said, maybe I need to take the word um, struggle out of my vocabulary too, because sometimes something isn't a struggle. It's just a challenge I have to get over, but I'm very like, oh, poor me. This is a struggle. But in reality, I just need to put in the work. So I relate to that so heavily. (laughs) Yeah. I remember thinking, okay, so this was like, me getting ready to join WW. I hadn't actually made the commitment yet, but I was kind of like on the sidelines watching it all happen on Instagram and like seeing other people work the program, like, you know, some of my mom's friends and like friends of friends, kind of, you know, nobody in my immediate circle. Um, No, everybody in my immediate circle was thin and fit and healthy. And I always felt like the outcast because I was the only one who I felt like the fat friend, you know, um, who I was just the one who always struggled, but I was so tired. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired, to be honest. And I was just sitting on the sidelines. And then I thought me sitting here on the sidelines is doing absolutely nothing. Like nothing's going to come happen to me. I've got to go make it happen for myself. Um, so I remember thinking that like, just get it together, Yvonne, just do it. What do I have to lose? You know, like I was fear of failure. Was I fear of success? Because if I achieve something, what, is, what, what happens then? You know, like the mind is so, is so crazy. It's so tricky. It's so powerful. But I, I finally had to make the decision for myself that, okay, there's only one person that it's up to if I really want to make this happen. And it's, and it's me. 
And no matter what happens, no matter what my friends are doing, no matter what my family members are doing, what my, you know, my sister's doing, my mom, it doesn't matter. I have to take care of myself and I have to put in the work. And once I made that realization, then it was like, nothing is stopping me, <laughs> you know, because when you stop waiting on other people to do things for you and you start making your life happen for yourself, then voila, it actually happens. Sophie, I wanted to ask you, so I know you made, I think it's been over a year now, maybe two years now, you made a huge move, right? Or has it just been a year? Two it's been Houston. two years now. Two years? Yeah. Two I, years, uh, Sophie, already? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I wanted to ask yes. you, how did that affect, or did it affect your weight loss, how you were sticking to WW? I mean, that is a drastic move because it was from, um, I think Yvonne told me Connecticut. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so I moved from so Connecticut far. to Texas a couple of years ago. And, uh, you, you know, they say that that moving is one of the biggest life stressors um, that you'll ever go through. And it, re it really was. And just like selling the house and then having the kitchen not being very, you know, packing up the kitchen and, you know, the food changes. Um, but I think that, you know, for me, I try to take away the attention more on just like just food or just points and just put the attention more on like, what am I doing on the daily? Mm -hmm. You know, like, am I keeping up, uh, you know, these habits that I want for myself that are creating, you know, the life that I want. Am I keeping up with this? And regardless of what the scale is saying, how do I feel? Mm -hmm. How do I, does my doctor feel good about where I'm at too? Like, where am I at with this? And so that has been, like, you know, I believe that that really helped me get through the move too, because the scale was all over the place, mm -hmm. but I was keeping up and I was doing my best and I was being kind to myself. And that's not something that I had, you know, done in the past, but through the journey. And I think it helped me, you know, kind of being a few years in already in the journey, you know, just giving myself that chance through it without being such a bully because we are the worst bullies to ourselves sometimes. Oh, and, 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 and I'm not like saying that I don't ever do that to myself. We always have like sometimes that little negative self-talk that, ha that happens, which is normal. But journaling through the process and just keeping that in mind, like, am I choosing healthier foods most of the time? Mm -hmm. Am I enjoying life? Am I doing what I can? Am I, like, what am I doing in this situation? Where am I at? And so like that kind of just helped me through through the move. Um, and I love how you didn't. So I am very um, black or white when I make decisions and it's not a good thing. And so if I were you, I would have been probably like, and I just moved as well um, about a month ago, but in the same town. So definitely not as drastic as you. I would have been like, I'm just everything's out the window this week. I'm moving. So I applaud you that you even were like, I'm going to at least watch what I'm doing, maybe make some better decisions. Like you had the tools in your toolkit and maybe you were so busy, like you didn't have time to track or access to a kitchen or something. You were still making healthy decisions. And that is the biggest thing ever. Like I applaud you. That's amazing. That is, I, I can't even imagine moving across country like that and not letting and being still being able to stay laser focused on trying to make the healthiest choice for yourself. And I love what you said, Sophie, that it wasn't about the weight going up or down. It was like, am I making healthy choices a majority of the time? Am I doing the things that make me feel good? I feel like that mindset is 
like goals, you know, like I think so many people, when we start a health and wellness journey, whatever it is that people choose to do, they get so maniacally focused on the food, on the food, on the food. And there's so many other things to being well and living well that are outside the food. You know, are you moving? Are you drinking water? Are you getting good sleep? Are you practicing self-care? Are you journaling? You know, are you gardening? Like all these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that is a testament to your, you know, your dedication to your lifestyle. You know, you didn't let a cross country move disrupt your whole life. You know, you stayed focused on the things that make you feel good and the things that, you know, continue to support the kind of life that you want to live, which is you go girl. That is awesome. Thanks. I mean, I mean, I don't want, I, you know, I, I hope that it didn't sound like a, you know, it was all roses because it wasn't, um, right, yeah. you know, but, but like, just, I think that it's important on the journey, whether it's with a move or, or just day to day, you know, think about like, what am I good at? Like, what are my strengths? Like, I'm a creative person. I'm a deep thinker. Um, I really love food. How do I make really good food? Um, I, I really love feeling good. How do I make myself feel nice? I love going outdoors with my dog. Like, how do I keep doing those things? Most of these things that we're good at are strengths and everything. It's not necessarily about the weight on the scale. These are all things that I'm keeping doing because it's part of my life. And I want to make the choices that are, that are going to support that. Um, And I feel like it's not always going to be the healthiest choice. Maybe the choice at the time is I'm going to sit down and I'm going to enjoy this really high smart point cake with my family because that's part of life. Or we're going to have, you know, like, Uh, an old family recipe that's filled with butter and cheese that, you know what, I'm not going to tweak it this time because that's living life. And, but what are we doing most of the time? And so that's, I feel like that's where the biggest shift has been for me, you know, in my mindset overall. That's incredible. And I think that's really what everybody, you know, is striving for, right? I know that's what kind of what I I'd like to do. And I think I've come a long way in the six years that I've been on this journey. Like, you know, it's just the way I live. You know, it's just the way I live now. There really is no like on plan, off plan, on track, off track. Like it's just the way my life is. Um, of course I do track. I, cause I feel good when I track. It's one of the tools that makes me feel good. And I, it's like a game. Like I love to look up and scan foods and see, you know, how much bang I can get from my smart point buck. Like I, <laughs> I love it, you know, but, but I don't do it because I'm like, oh, I've got to do it. Now it it's just part of how I live and it's fun to me. You know, I feel good when I do those things. So I totally get that. And it's just, it's an evolution for sure. It doesn't happen the first day that you walk into WW. And I think about that too, because I, I think I talked on our last episode with Yvonne, my goal in the future, I want to reach my goal weight because I'm not there. And then I don't really want to focus on a scale anymore after that. I kind of want to, you know, maybe do my maintenance weigh-ins and things, but I just want to live my life. And like you said, it's part of your life now. Like I just want to, does that make sense? Like I just want to live my life, but still, you know, maintain my weight. I'm not going to live my old, old Darian life where, you know, (laughs) I eat fast food three times a day, you know, or anything like that. But definitely 
and that's the whole point of WWE, you know, livability. What can we do that is going to last long term? Because we know, I mean, Sophie said from experience, trying a million other diets that it has to be about livability. Mm-hmm. And well, and we can't ignore the uh, the scale, though. Like, I think that it's important to recognize that the scale has its place, mm-hmm. but also to remember that the scale has its place, which is two different things. You know, amen, I mean? sister, amen. Yes. So, um, you know, the scale for me is a tool on the journey, just like everything else in the toolbox. Um, but and and this didn't always used to be or like this. It doesn't have the power to determine how I feel about myself. And mm. that is the progress because it used to be whatever number that was, that was how my day was going to be, mm-hmm. right? That determined how my day was going to turn out, how I was going to feel about myself and the choices I was going to make. Um, and so now it doesn't dictate anymore. Um, so I took that power back, which is, which is incredible. But we, but like I said, it does have a role. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so yeah. I love I love that perspective that it, you know, it has a place and it's important that it knows its place. <laughs> you know? um, because it does have a role. It doesn't mean like we're just going to throw it out because it's, you said it perfectly, Sophie, it's a tool. It's a tool in our toolbox. That's all it is. It has um, a purpose. Yeah, it has a purpose. I also wanted to ask you, Sophie, now, like, what is the mindset difference or approach when you're in maintenance versus weight loss mode? Do you feel that there is a difference or what do you, how do you feel about that? Um, Well, something that I did throughout losing weight was working on things that I wanted to do long-term. So, um, you know, how did I envision myself at goal? What did I want for myself? I wanted to be able to be active. I wanted to be able to run around with my kids and not be always out of breath or just watching, you know, from the sidelines. Um, what did I want to eat? Like I've, I learned, and this was like, I grew up with a mom who was an amazing cook and always gave us really healthful meals and delicious things. I mean, she could open her own restaurant if she wanted to, she's mm-hmm. incredible. Um, but I kind of swayed away from that. Like when I got to college, I started, I was like, eh, eh. and I was a really rebellious teenager anyway. <laughs> and I was like, I want to eat what you're doing. You know, and I started making like a kind of swaying away from, from that. And I feel like now I've gotten back and that inspiration, you know, I pull creativity and everything from my family uh, is incredible. And um, so now like building my plates around the rainbow and things like, I know mm-hmm. that I'm getting things that I want because that's what I wanted for myself early on in the weight loss journey. And so I established things to where it was like, okay, I'm going to be creative with my cooking. I'm going to be like curious about it too, because I don't know everything and I'm never perfect. So it's how do I like keep going with that long-term? So truly establishing those things that I wanted like for myself throughout the journey so that I, it would just be a natural continuance Mm -hmm. in, in lifetime. And, um, you know, so all of those things that we're doing in weight loss really apply to maintenance as well. Um, yeah, I, I love that because it kind of goes with my next question. Cause we were kind of talking before, I think we started recording that 
about how you're a pescatarian and you eat fish, but so explain, I'm going to say it wrong. Why do I feel like pescatarian? Will you explain that? Okay. Right. (laughs) Did I say that? (laughs) And honestly, I've, I've always been kind of like, I, I don't really like labels and stuff. And so, um, but like I, I, the way that I eat, it's, it's a pescatarian, but I, I didn't always eat that way. I grew up eating, I was a carnivore. I ate meat and, or omnivore. What is the word? <laughs> like no, I said, that, I, think I don't like right. label. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I grew up eating meat. And so it was just a few, few years ago that I kind of made the switch. And um, my, my sister is a long time vegan. And she challenged me to do like a little challenge of, um, eating plant-based for, for a month. And through that, you know, like, like I said, I like reading about stuff and, and learning. And I'm a person who's just, I want to educate myself on that. And so I did a lot of research on fact-based information. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of opinion, correct information out there. Yeah. Uh, out there. Um, and I just felt like it was something I wanted to continue. So I was actually, uh, vegetarian for a year before my doctor recommended that I really needed to add fish back in, uh, for, for health. And so, so I did that. And so now I eat fish a few times a week. Um, but most of my veg most of my meals tend to be vegetarian. Um, and like I said, the addition of fish a few times a week. So, um, I want to challenge myself. Um, I'm obviously going to live on this planet, hopefully right for a long time. And so I'm want to dip my toes into being a vegetarian, but definitely just a small dip because I mean, probably like you, like when you were raised, you know, I eat meat probably with every meal and I am not a huge veggie eater. And that's something I need to obviously focus on if I want to do that. So I'm thinking about January. Don't nobody hold me to it, but new year, maybe starting vegetarian or maybe just a few days a week, few meals a week. So I can really try to practice because I'm really interested in it. Like I said, I want to live on this planet for a long time. So why not try something new like that to Mm -hmm. me for a month or a week just to see how I feel or see how it goes. So that's why I wanted to ask you about that. And I, yeah, I mean, but I think it's important to remember that like when it comes to food and and the way that we eat, I think it's a really personal decision and there's, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like there's like one right or wrong way to eat. So, you know, I think it's important to just keep that in mind that like whatever feels right for you, if you eat meat, cool. If you don't, cool. Uh, you know, that's your choice. Um, so it has to feel right for you and not something that becomes a restriction or, or, or starts to take over your mindset in a negative way, right? It has to, it has to mean freedom and joy. But ultimately that, that really food needs to equate to that freedom and joy. And so like, if it's not equating to that, then, you know, line it up a little better for you because like I said, everybody eats differently. Um, and that's that great. like so insightful. I just feel like you're just so good at this. <laughs> I have a lot of good things to say. I hope everybody is taking notes and listening intently because there's so many good nuggets that have come from this. That is for sure. I just, I love it. I was going to, when you guys were chatting about that, I was thinking to myself, I, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of girl. I, that's just how I am. Um, but I've noticed that over time, my body, and, and like you said, Sophie, it's a very personal choice. Like my body 
feels different when I eat a lot of red meat. And I don't know what that means or how, like, I don't know the science behind it or what's going on with it. Um, but, you know, I now, and Marcus is the same way because, you know, I cook for two of us, right? And so before when I would try to bring up, oh, let's try to incorporate, maybe let's do a vegetarian, um, like no meat Monday or something like that. Like in a day, he would be like, no, I really need my protein, you know, really gun ho about getting his meat. But now I've noticed over the last, I don't know, maybe year or so that He's like, can we have chicken tacos instead of like beef tacos? Or can we have, you know, ground turkey instead of, the, and so I think it's, it's just kind of, uh, you know, organically evolved for us that we eat less red meat during the week and we kind of save it for like, we do still do steak night, you know, one night on the weekend or something like that. But um, I noticed that a couple of weeks ago, it just so happened that I had a lot of red meat on my meal plan. And I noticed at the end of the week, I was just, there was something didn't feel good. I don't know what it was. And I, I really, I traced it back to too much red meat and I don't know the science and I don't know why. And it is personal to me um, because I know maybe not everybody is the same way, but I noticed that the weeks that I eat less meat, like red meat, and I focus more on chickens and turkeys and fish and things like that, I feel better. I feel mm. Um, I feel like I have more energy. My sleep is better. And so it's, you know, it's all about trial and error. You know, you got to figure out what works for you and your body. And as you guys were chatting about that, I was thinking, yeah, I, I it, it's kind of been this slow evolution and, you know, Marcus likes to drink a vegan powder now, like a protein powder. He's like, is there, what's the vegan one? <laughs> so, you know, we've come a long way. We're still evolving, but I think it is, um, you know, everybody does it in their own way. And I, and I love that. I love that. Yes, I think that's good. And, um, I don't think I mentioned this at the beginning, but me and Yvonne talk about it all the time. Like everything on this podcast is so opinion based and everyone has to do their own thing. So definitely always find what is right for you guys. Um, we definitely try to cover every aspect, but I'm, I don't think any of us on here are, you know, nutritionists or anything. Sophie, I don't know your old line of work or anything. So <laughs> No, I am not an expert. Um, I, I speak just from personal experience and yes. I share online and stuff, just what works for me. And, and I like connecting with, with everyone. So yeah. And <laughs> that's, that's a good point because um, Yvonne, did you have any follow-up questions or anything? No, I think that was good. I think that's a really great place to kind of wrap it up is that, you know, this whole thing, if you've listened to this conversation for the last half hour, you've probably taken away that it's really up to you and you do what works for you in its own and how it works for you personally and it's your own choice. And, you know, the way Sophie approaches things and the way she tackles her journey is different from Darian's. It's different from mine, but the common thread is that it works. You know, the program works if you work the program. Yes. That's always our, we try to pick a, what's the point for the episode because that's the episode title or the podcast title. And I feel like we always, you know, we'll have different ones throughout, throughout our episodes, but that's always the one we fall back on. Right. Because it's just so true. It is. But it really is. If you guys want to follow Sophie on Instagram, you can find her. She is at tracking is the new black. Did you, Sophie, am I making this up, but did you have a different Instagram name before and changed it? Did I make that up? I've had the same Instagram name for a very, very long time. I think when I first opened the account for the first like couple months, I had it a different oh. one, but 
uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> it's, I'm stuck with it for, for the long haul. And I think I'm stuck with it now. No, I'm just kidding. I like it. <laughs> A lot of people think that it has to do with tracking points, but it really wasn't about points. <laughs> oh, <wasn't> Fun fact. <laughs> Oh, what is the, what is it behind? What is the story behind that? It, it's just about keeping track of my own choices on the journey, whether it be food activity or what's going on. Like I just keep track of it. It's like a photo documentary kind of. That <laughs> so is excellent. I'm glad you awareness. explained that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's cool. So if you guys want to follow her at tracking is new black on Instagram, as always, me and Yvonne are here. I'm at Biggie to Fitty, B-I-G-G-Y, the number two, F-I-T-T-Y. Yvonne is TexyMexy underscore living, T-E-X-Y-M-E-X-Y underscore living. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Sophie, for spending um, time with us this morning. We are so excited to have you. Um, if you guys are liking what you're hearing, you can always subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And if you're listening, take a screenshot and share it on social. Yeah, Sophie, any final thoughts or words? Just want to say thanks again for, for having me on. What a pleasure um, chatting with you guys this morning. And uh, yeah, just keep rocking it. Cool. We will talk to you guys in a couple weeks. Adios, friends. Bye.